presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogu Winovolin. It's Tuesday. Maryland is the only state holding its primaries today, but don't worry, there's still plenty of drama to analyze. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. As Politico colleagues Bracton Booker and Zach Montalaro write, in Maryland's gubernatorial Democratic primary, there's a, quote, total lack of clarity about who will be representing the party in November, after a lengthy primary distinguished by the failure of any candidate to break away from a nine-person field. Three Dems have consistently been neck and neck and neck in the polls. One, Peter Francho the state comptroller, who has a record of multiple statewide victories. Two, Tom Perez, the former DNC chair and secretary of labor under President Barack Obama. And three, Wes Moore, a best-selling author and former Rhodes Scholar who's been endorsed by Oprah Winfrey. Set your expectations accordingly. Maryland election officials aren't counting mail-in ballots until Thursday. Given that and how tight the race looks to be, it could be a long couple of days. And on the Republican side, the primary is a proxy battle between moderate term-limited Governor Larry Hogan and former President Donald Trump, who's eager to embarrass his longtime critic in Hogan. Hogan backs Kelly Schultz, who served under him as Maryland's Secretary of Labor and Secretary of Commerce. In this race, Trump is backing Dan Cox, a conservative state delegate who organized buses to take Trump supporters to the January 6th protest in Washington. But in this race, here's what you should really watch. Maryland offers the latest example of a strategy that Dems have employed throughout the country, meddling in GOP primaries to get the general election opponent they prefer, often boosting candidates further to the right who are more aligned with Trump. In recent weeks, the Democratic Governors Association has spent more than $1 million in ads to elevate Cox, whom many Democrats see as an easier opponent than Scholz. One DGA mailer had this to say, quote, Dan Cox has already proven his loyalty to Donald Trump, listing opposing gun restrictions and, quote, continuing to spread that the 2020 elections were a fraud. Basically, you give an assist to the candidate you want to run against by attacking them as being too conservative or too Trumpy, and in doing so, you raise their profile and increase their appeal to the GOP MAGA base. This isn't the first time a party has worked to choose its own opponent. And Maryland isn't the only state where Dems have done it this year. They succeeded in boosting Trump-aligned Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania and Darren Bailey in Illinois. They're attempting it in Arizona right now with Carrie Lake. They tried unsuccessfully to do it in Colorado by giving an assist to two 2020 election deniers. It's worth noting that it's a strategy that comes with major risks, as Playbook's Eugene Daniels notes in his video series The Midterm View. You can catch a link to that in today's Playbook. Republicans thought their shot at the Pennsylvania governor's mansion was all but gone when Mastriano captured the nomination. But as the national environment stays sour for Dems, Politico's Holly Otterbein reports this morning that Doug Mastriano has a real chance against Josh Shapiro. Republicans in the state are urging the Republican Governors Association to consider backing Mastriano with funds, which could make a big difference. Quote, Though many still have doubts about Mastriano's ability to run a successful campaign, recent polls have made Pennsylvania Republicans more optimistic and served as a wake-up call for Democrats. Here's a question. Is Senator Joe Manchin the most powerful man in the world? His move to potentially torpedo the passage of a global minimum tax and dumbed reconciliation bill is a big blow to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who worked to convince 130 countries to sign on and vowed that Congress would get on board. Alan Rappaport and Jim Tinkersley report for The New York Times. And Manchin has jeopardized what, quote, would have ushered in the most sweeping changes to global taxation in decades, leaving a mess both for the Biden administration and for multinational corporations. Though Treasury is still holding out hope, failure to pass the agreement would allow corporations 
to continue significant tax avoidance. Many Senate Democrats are leaning toward just taking Manchin's much-reduced healthcare-focused package for a reconciliation bill, though some are hoping he might change his mind on taxes and climate after the next inflation report. That's according to Politico's Marianne Levine and Burgess Everett. Quote, several Senate Democrats said it's time for the caucus to cut its losses after months of negotiation with their elusive centrist and pass a healthcare bill before early August. Manchin said it best when he had this to say, quote, I don't know what tomorrow brings. Inside the White House, staffers are furious and Manchin for again derailing the party's agenda. But this time, they're keen not to say that publicly for fear of driving him further away. Politico's Adam Kinkren and Jonathan Lemire report, quote, The president has told confidants that while he understands Manchin represents a deep red state, he can't fathom why he keeps torpedoing the party's best laid plans. And he isn't likely to take big executive actions on climate until it's clear that door is entirely closed with Manchin. Here's what's up in Washington today. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 3 p.m. The House will meet at 10 a.m. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg will testify before the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee at 10 a.m. on the bipartisan infrastructure law implementation. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. with judicial nomination votes throughout the day and a recess from 1230 to 215 for weekly conference meetings. All right, that's all we got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon is offering nine different programs designed to help employees advance their careers at Amazon and move them into higher paying jobs. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.